All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. For those that have had a business before or have a business at the moment, would be able to testify that it's full of ups and downs. And there are going to be moments that you absolutely love and there are going to be moments that you don't. For me personally, I could even argue that this relates to our personal lives, you know, going through different careers, going through different experiences, investing, um, relationships, there are going to be ups and downs. And there are things that we can learn from these experiences. And there are things that we can learn from other people's experiences. Today, I've invited Arif Memis onto the show to talk about his experience. Arif is a business owner, and he is the former business owner of Couch. Couch is a dessert bar. It's a, it's a cafe, and um, Arif can tell us more about it in a moment for those that haven't heard about Couch. But um, Couch was first established in 2014, um, and it became a franchise in 2019. Um, I've been there. For many people, most people that I know have probably been to, um, to a couch um, here in Brisbane. And most of us have positive things to say about it. Um, me, the experience has always been amazing. But for those that don't know, couch recently went into voluntary administration. And it's it's hasn't been an easy journey um, for Arif. And um, I reached out to Arif because I wanted to hear about his journey because it's it's not an easy thing to go through for anyone, but especially for someone that had a successful business. Um, Arif, thank you so much for joining us. Michael, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, would I be right in saying that it, it was a successful business? Because th- that's that's the impression I get. And, um, you know, and, and if you can also maybe touch on, I guess, what Couch was for those that haven't been to Couch, because we've got listeners all over Australia. But if you could explain that and explain, you know, I guess, how popular it actually was because for me, I thought it was great. Kids loved it. I loved it. I appreciate that, mate. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, Couch was a, a dessert cocktail bar. Um, we, my wife and I came up with the concept um, living in Sydney. That's where we're from and we've, we're proud Queenslanders now for the past 10 years. But we came up with the concept um, because we saw and we experienced friends of ours that were having uh, kids at the time and there was people of different demographics and different uh, religious be- uh, beliefs were going out at night and we couldn't find a place to go after a meal, before a meal. Uh, so we started to look at different com- competitors and started, honestly, it took three years and we followed people around. And we understood that there was, we wanted to create a place where people felt welcomed females, groups of females felt welcomed. And I felt so comfortable somewhere where I could take my child at eight, eight o'clock at night after a meal. And I didn't have to go to a bar to have a beer or a cocktail. Um, and my wife could have a, a piece of chocolate cake. We could have a good coffee. Uh, and that's where the concept was was born from. Uh, we decided to move to Queensland to, to start the concept here. Um, so Whilst people say, oh, you're a dessert cocktail bar, I thought uh, our motto and our, our belief was always that we were a place where people could 
uh, create mem- memories and, and share great times um, just uh, over good food and, and being ha- happy. So um, that, like you said, that opened in 2014 and um, look, it was, it was tough. Um, we were probably, uh, I probably built a Sydney business in Br- Brisbane and Br- Brisbane let, let me know. Uh, but we quickly evolved and um, it wasn't until probably about uh, four or five years in and someone, I overheard someone saying um, couch is an institution. Now, why that may not mean much to others, to me it means a lot because when I first came here uh, to Queensland, I heard different people saying that our couch will never make it because freestyle is an institution. Everyone knows freestyle. No one's going to go to this new couch. And freestyle was a much similar concept, but they did food and everything. Uh, that one, that closed shortly after. And I've always aspired to um, have people call couch an institution. So even though it, it, it's very sad that, that we had to close our doors, but when you say, was it successful, um, you know, I, I think it was because if people looked at us and said that was an institution in Queensland and, and we helped shape, you know, where, where people had their birthdays and created me- memories over food and things like that, that's how I define what happiness is and, and what success was. So uh, I think we did a good good job. I wish I was still there. Uh, but, you know, I think we had a good crack at it for the last 10 years and I'm pretty proud of what we achieved. Yeah, I think you should be. And, 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 and also, can I ask then where – where did what happened? Um, what, what I guess you, you can get into as much detail as you'd like, but where what essentially happened? At what point did did you work out? Okay, this this isn't working. We need to make some serious hard decisions. Great question. <laughs> uh, look, there's always um, many parts of different to be businesses like like you um, like you like you say, and you know there's. You need you need an opportunity number one, uh, and that's the, the the money and the idea. Number two, you need the ability to execute, and I, I believe number three is the enthusiasm to keep going. Uh, and num- number three, num- number two, believe me, I we were very enthusiastic, and I believe we had the ability. Uh, but having such a capital intensive business, uh, number one, where I refer back to the opportunity. Um, was always was always tight, and so we. Uh, there's many ways to open a business. You can raise debt. Uh, you can have equity, where you know you you have a partner that com- comes in with the financial back, back backing. We always had debt, uh, so throughout the COVID period, COVID was was blessed us a lot, and it was very good. Uh, there was a major de- decision made, and that was to. Um, become vertically integrated and what that means is we wanted to control our supply chain during covid we weren't able to get pancakes and and waffles uh into into australia Uh, and then i quickly realized that pancakes and waffles are actually an imported product there's no one makes them here so in my wisdom i thought well we need to change that one because i need them in in the in the store and two because there might be an opportunity here so uh we like COVID was very good, like, like I said. So we decided to become vertically integrated and I, I bought a factory and uh, recruited a, a team of 10 pastry chefs and we underwent the, the 
massive now looking back massive undertaking of opening a of opening a production facility um, and that was partly by debt uh, but a lot of it was by cash so coming out of 2020 sort of the end of 2021 uh, we had moved our broad beach store uh, because it was unsuccessful at Pacific Fair we moved our broad beach store um, and that cost everyone knows uh, raw materials not only from uh, buying flour and sugar and milk, but also building materials skyrocketed during COVID. So what I thought was going to be a $200,000 move was a $500,000 move. We also opened our first franchise store in uh, 2021. Uh, whilst we got the franchise license in 2019, we opened the first one in 2021. And then we built our production facility all in the same year. So everything was great. I thought I uh, timed everything perfectly and I thought I was, honestly, I thought I was a, a genius. Uh, but then Omicron hit and whilst we didn't have shutdowns in Queensland, um, there was a lot of bad press around. A lot of people did, didn't go out and not only were we carrying the stores now, but now it's carrying the whole production facility and also the, the head office costs. Then we had the floods early in 22. Uh, so my capital that I had in the business in uh, October of 21 was about half a million dollars. And I had thought, okay, that should be enough to get me through. I didn't see that Omicron was about to come on. I thought we're at the back of COVID. I did, didn't see that we we're going to have an, you know, floods again. Um, then we had the war in Ukraine that's still going, unfortunately, and raw ingredients started to skyrocket. We had we had um, staff jump jump jumping ship constantly for uh, for little to no reason. So we you know we spent probably a couple of hundred thousand on recruiters in that year uh, in the first three four months. So what I've learned is the financial backing I thought I I needed to get through that period. I probably needed four or fivefold. Um, so I had to go and borrow more and unfortunately 2022 was probably the hardest year I've ever had in big in business. Things never came back the way they were pre-COVID, during COVID uh, and, you know, uh, wages, whilst wages deserve to go, to go up for, for everybody, um, it puts put a significant squeeze on uh on the business margins and with raw ingredients going up, you know, when we first opened Couch, I remember we used to make 20% profit or EBIT in 2022. I remember I look, looked at it in about October 22, and I think we were about at 4.2%. Uh, and that was after we put our prices up, we reduced our, um, reformulated our products because now we're vertically in integrated. Uh, that was even though we weren't buying at, uh, at commercial rates, at retail rates, our waffles and pancakes were making everything. So the margins significantly got got squeezed. And when you have uh, so much debt on the business, uh, I didn't have I, – it, it was – I sort of knew that I was in trouble in sort of July, August uh, in 2022. And, you know, we tried to start to cut costs and tried to make some radical moves, uh, but it wasn't – it wasn't enough in hindsight. Should we have been more aggressive? Yes, but you know, hindsight's an amazing thing, and we'll all be billionaires if we if we had hindsight. So, you know, I led I led with my heart, and I, I thought I did the right thing, and thought I made the right decisions every way, every step of the uh, moment. But unfortunately, um, when Mar it's sort of 
January, February came around of this year, uh, it was it was the beginning of the rent. You know, I turned to consultants for advice, and uh, unfortunately, um, there, there was too much debt on the business. So by by uh, March, we called the administrators in, and you know, because there was a a risk of trading insolvent, uh, and no one want, wants that because you know you become personally uh, liable and open up for um, litigation. So. We went into administration and then went went through a whole. Um, uh, the administrators went through a period where they were look, looking for investors, and that didn't uh, work out very well. And unfortunately, we li- liquidated uh, July fourteen, so four months on. Hope that so that was a very long answer. Uh, it's 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 good you've given a timeline, and I like that you said that you you know. I mean, because it is important to, to lead with your heart, you know, obviously that's that's the whole reason you even started the business um, because you're thinking with your heart. But it's, it is it is hard and you, you're right, hindsight's an amazing thing. Um, but I'm going to ask you a question and I mean, I know there's there are so many different ways to answer this question. So do it in, in the way that you feel comfortable because, but I want to ask what would you have done differently looking back at it? Because, um, and you know, I know there's different parts of it, from relationships to family to friends to um, employees to management to opening up different stores, etc. But if you could name one or two things, and you may not know the answer to this yet, you know, this may be something that you need another year or two to to process. But just looking at it now, could you name one or two things that you would have done differently looking back? You're very good at asking the probing questions, aren't you, Michael? Uh, the look. I think I touched on it at the start was the debt piece. Um, I think anyone that starts a big business and is solely reliant on debt to get started, uh, that's definitely one thing that I've I've learned, probably the most important thing. Uh, I If there's no equity and there's, you don't have a war chest of funds to um, not rely on the banks, and not saying that the banks are bad, it's just... There, everything is is you don't know what's going to happen with it, rising interest rates, with with banks saying they're going to fund you this, and then they um, change their tune and they they pull the funding. All these things could happen. So um, not being reliant on the banks and 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 having a war chest of funds is definitely, I think, the number one. Um, and the number two thing, just to throw a second one in there, and you know, I've been on a a journey of finding. Uh, myself and I always sort of laughed at people that said things like this uh, and sort of maybe even considered it a bit weak Uh, but it's definitely been a journey and understanding uh, what I did what I did wrong and what I could do better is you know is having uh, the family time and putting um, I think I guess some people call it work-life balance and I, I you know I was someone that would put 100 hours a week in and you know, probably uh, consider uh, when people go on holidays as the owner, I would, I would be a little bit uh, bitter and a little bit uh, have a bit of resentment there uh, because I wasn't going on. How dare they go on holidays? Don't they know we're working on something important? So reflecting back, back, back on that and now having time, the six weeks now that I've had off, is my cup is so full right now and God help any position that I, whatever I do next, because I, I've realised that I, I whilst I was present at home, I was, I was physically present, I wasn't uh, mentally present, and I wasn't emotionally present, and 
I think hence the reason why I was probably leading a lot uh, emotionally at at the 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 place of work, uh, and I wasn't, you know, I still I'm still processing it, but. I believe I, 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 the work-life balance thing, and like I said, I, I probably laugh to people that would say that most business owners um, probably put in their life, life's work and they work harder than anybody else. But having that balance where you actually take time off with your family, with your kids, have those in-depth conversations with your wife and your, your, your children, it will make you such a better person at work. So I think they're the two biggest things that I've I've learned so far, and I'm sure they'll continue to change and develop. But yeah, six weeks on, um, they're my uh, non-negotiables moving forward. So you do feel if you had more of a, a work-life balance at that time, you would have probably had a different mindset in the business and probably performed differently. Uh, look in in hindsight, yeah, a hundred percent. I yep. I one hundred percent believe because your your brain gets clouded and your deci- yes. your decisions get clouded around what you should do and what you should shouldn't do. And whilst in that moment you believe that you are making the right decision, it's not until you step back and you reflect late later on that you know. And it's it takes uh, it takes you being vulnerable to accept. Hey, yeah, I you know I probably didn't make the wisest or the best decision. I didn't have the clearest mind at that time. So, mate, if anyone, if my staff hear me, and I'm sure they will because I'm going to share this with everyone, uh, but when they hear this, they're going to say, wow, you've you've definitely changed because that's, I, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing for me to say and, and, and to learn from and to grow from. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. Yeah, it's because it and it makes sense. Like it's you know it's like for example, again, I don't go on many holidays, but we just went away um, on our actually first family holiday overseas um, to, to to Bali. And actually, one of our recent episodes, I talked about it. But you know, it's when you do go away that you're right because you, you sort of clear your mind and you get a chance to sort of step back a bit and just to look at things and to reassess things and and you do perform differently and and even in work and life and business like if you have that work life balance even if it's not, doesn't have to be going on a holiday it could be just relaxing for an hour at night or during the day or at lunch or having a day off every week or every second week it just gives you that chance to sit back and look at things and i guess have a clearer mind and and i i love i love that you touched on the personal side of things as well and i know that's probably not easy to do openly with people but um it is important i I talk about it all the time having work-life balance i'm definitely not perfect at it but we talk about how important it is and that you know it's important to just not just focus on one thing you need to have a balance in your life um and a bit of what you talked about i could sort of again just as an advisor, I can relate it to, to that as well, because as an advisor, when I talk to a client about their money, we we sort of sit back for a second, we, we look at the figures and it's my job to A, look at things from an outsider's perspective, but it's me and the client's job as a team to look at things together um, as an overall picture, if that makes sense, like holistically and to sort of work out, okay, this is where this is, this is where that is this is where things should be. Okay. What if we do like, you know, it's easy to strategize when you're looking at it from the out, from an outsider's perspective. And you probably did that in your business. Um, you know, you probably 
thought of it, you know, you probably were more of a business owner. Um, but when you step back and get out of that environment, yeah, it's, it's, you, you can't compare, can you? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And, you know, towards the end of, um, the administration period, I was so conflicted about what was happening and what was going on. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't in a good place. And, you know, there's, there was articles written about couch and, and, you know, people, uh, attacked, uh, the business and, and, and my integrity and, and who I am and, um, all sorts of things. But, at the end of the day, and you know, I read every single uh, comment, and you know, it it hurt. And I said to to Harvard, my wife, I said, we need to, um, I, I need to say, take some time off. I, I need, and it was that, you know, we're coming within a week, two weeks of um, liquidation, and but we we had a we had a week off. Uh, I had a week week off, and I just spent time with um, with my girls, my my wife and my daughter. And, you know, we just, we did things and we spent time to get together and the clarity that I got from that and yeah, the calmness that I received, uh, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't buy that. And it's not until you do things like that, that you realize how foggy you were in any de- decision that you were trying to make. So, um, mate, I'm, I'm glad you went on a family holiday. It's so important. So, yeah, but it's definitely um, you definitely get a different perspective. So I thoroughly rec- recommend it to everyone. And, and it's hard being attacked, isn't it? As well, like it's like for me, I take a lot of these things personally. Like I um, I'm just one that I, I'm naturally a people pleaser. So I like to keep everyone happy. So when someone isn't happy, it it does it, you know I do get upset about it personally, but publicly to to see things publicly, um, I think until you've gone through something like that, you don't know, you can't relate to someone that's been attacked publicly until you're attacked publicly. But um, I can't imagine that would be easy. And I think for you to sort of, to, to realize that you had to take um, some time away with your family and just to have a think about things, I think that's massive because it's very easy for our pride to get in the way, isn't it? And you probably had to put that aside, didn't you? Like even the decision to go into voluntary administration, like that's, that's a big thing because I mean, I could, uh, you know, when you go into business, you normally go into business cause you're not a quitter. Um, you normally someone that's willing to go through the tough times. Um, but yeah, would I, would I be right in saying that, you know, it, it was, it was a hard decision like in to, to, and did pride come into it as well? 100%. Um, look, I, I believe I, my, my motto is, um, that, you know, we say to us ourselves, our fa- the family is the Memus family never quits. You know, and you know, this 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 does feel like a a, a quitting. Uh, but you know, it when you say pride, that's one thing that I carry myself with, and I I like to carry my head high. Not not because I'm I don't think I'm egotistical or anything like that. I just think, you know, I'm I'm proud of who I am and 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 what we've done. And it did come come into it, mate. I I and that's why I was so conflicted because it was uh, brain versus heart, and my heart wanted to keep going no matter what. Um, especially because there was uh, family money involved uh, from from uh, different family members. So it you know it comes a point where it's is my mental health more important 
than trying to keep going. The, the, and the best thing that I came up with was if I need to be here for my family, I need the, uh, the best way that we can do that is to clear the slate, start again and see where the, the, um, the path t- takes us because the way we're going would be another five, t- ten years of grinding and, and, um, you know, um, kicking and punching and, and, and it may not get better. The, the, the economy may not turn around. The business may not t- turn around. And, you know, there was humans and, you know, I always valued my staff as my fa- family. So, you know, there was some staff that, um, took it pretty roughly, uh, and weren't, weren't, um, I'm sure they look back in hindsight now and, and probably reflect on the things that they said and did, but there was some staff that, uh, are still helping me through this uh, till today, and you know we're helping each other. So, but going back to the comments, yeah, they're they're um you know you whilst it hurt at the time, and now I look back and I think you know everyone's entitled to their opinion. You take it with a great grain of salt, and you know you you don't know what experience they're going through when they're writing something like that. So, um, you know, I just yeah, it's it, it was tough, but. Um, we, we move on. We keep smiling. And I think the best thing that we can do and the best person that I can be now for my family is, is uh, to lead them in the right way and to keep smiling and and uh, keep moving forward. And you're right. Like if you could have kept going for another five or ten years, um, even longer, um, and things may not have gotten better. And um, but to me personally, and I might so – this is probably me just being optimistic, but um, I would honestly say that it's it's not – it's it's – Pulling the pin on something like that, you know, deciding to go into voluntary administration, in a way, it's not quitting either. It's just, you know, probably pivoting your your journey as a business owner um, and as a father and as a husband, um, and just doing things differently. Um, and you know, it's like buying a car, selling a car to buy another car. You know, you're just changing vehicles, for example, or you're you're just moving towards something else. And 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 honestly, I would say that it's. I mean, you, you've, you've said it yourself, but it's something that you are going to look back. Um, and I don't think, yeah, of course, you're going to have some regrets, but it's going to be a journey that I feel you would have, you, you are going to learn from um, even more than you already have. Um, you know, but you mentioned staff, you mentioned people that, uh, people around you. Um, and as a business, you probably had suppliers. There were probably some people that are still owed money. Um, I guess what, what would you like to, and you've probably talked to most of these people, but is there something that you'd like to say to those that have been hurt or maybe let down, um, you know, or maybe disappointed or maybe someone that just loved going to the shop because it was their cat favorite chocolate coffee joint? You know, is there something that you want to say to them? Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, look, the, the there, there were a lot of supplies that were, um, that were hurt, some a lot more than others. And, you know, there was only a couple that um, have probably uh, were very hard to talk to and very hard to deal with at the end. Uh, and and again, that's that's their prerogative, and 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 I sincerely apologise uh, for that. It worked out like like that, but uh, you know, it was a it's a t- testament to some of the supplies. And I remember one in in particular um, who done all our our, our cleaning. For all the stores and the owner of the business came uh, within you know a few days of us announcing that we're in administration and she walked in she was in tears and i, I thought the conversation was going to go very di- differently and 
you know, we had a bit of a emotional connection and, 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 you know, we, we cuddled it out and she said, I don't want you to, I'm okay. And I don't want you to carry the burden of the financial loss that I'm going to suffer with you because it's okay. And I've, I've let it go. And I thought, you know, that is this lady I, I've known for a few years, but the power and the strength of that lady to say that and the release that it gave her to accept it and the release that it gave me, I thought as a human being to another human being, I thought that was the most admirable thing that I've I've seen um, and I've experienced in my life. So I thoroughly appreciated that. Um, and there was a lot of customers going on to the co-customers. There was a lot of co-customers that, you know, I got uh, hundreds of messages from people thank, thanking me for allowing them the 10 years opportunity to create the memories and people telling me that they've had every birthday there for the last, you know, five years, six years and, uh, you know, um, from memorials of, of uh, used to be the favourite place of this young girl's um, um, that's passed away now. Unfortunately, her mum actually came to the with her sister to the closure of our Chermside store just to say thank you and just have one last experience. And, you know, I follow them now on social media and we, we remain in contact. So I'm thankful that we we're able to create that type of place and, you know, yeah, just, yeah, I wish we could we could have kept going, but I know there's going to be people out there that, you know, uh, like I said, are owed mon- money or, or uh, upset that we're, not, we're not, not around and it, it wasn't because we didn't try and uh, didn't, at the end of the day, you have a big, a big business to provide a certain um, lifestyle and, at the, and, you know, for the people do doing it but it wasn't it was uh it was pretty tough and it wasn't doing that and it wasn't it was uh hard to succeed and hard to uh keep going so that's why the decision was made to shut it down unfortunately and 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 to be honest with you i think like i'm someone that has been owed money before um from someone that went through something very similar and it's it's not a good feeling um but at the same time, the reason I wanted to have you on as well is I feel like it's important for you to share the other side of the story because while somebody, a supplier, for example, or even an employee maybe, is owed money um, and may not get all that money um, or any of it, you've also lost a business and a livelihood. You know, So I think it's it's this is one of those situations where no one really wins and it's a situation where it's important for those to understand the other side of the story as well um, and, and to know that it's it's a hard situation for anyone to go through. Um, and, um, and coming out of it, you've mentioned this already, but, um, you know, you've mentioned your, your learnings from this experience, but is there a tip that you'd like to give, you know, that you'd like to shout out from the top of a rooftop just for any business owners listening to this, um, or even people that that could learn something from this experience personally, um, you've mentioned family, you've mentioned, um, you know, the financial side of things, but is, and feel free to rehash one of them again if you'd like, but what would you say would be the number one thing that if you could stand on top of a rooftop and just shout out to everyone, what would it be? Um, Michael, you know, I recently uh, was speaking to someone that, and I went um, yeah, very high up in, in, in government, and they met, mentioned that 15% of all small big businesses are going to go uh, broke in the next six months. This is only um, a few weeks ago. 
And they also mentioned an amazing stat, which uh, I still ponder on till today, is that the median income for a self-employed person is 70000 Australian dollars a year. Now, I don't know who can live off $70,000 for the amount of money that a business owner, uh, the amount of time a business owner puts in. They don't stop when they come home. They Their phone is always on. They live and breathe that business. To earn 70000 is uh, disgusting. Like, And it's a testament to human beings that we would put ourselves through that just to earn uh, such a small amount because we're trying to make a difference. If that's if that's the case and that's not going to change overnight, uh, I think the number one thing is work-life bad balance. And if if you know, I would love to scream from the rafters, scream from the top of the story bridge that any the business says if if it is what it is and business is tough and yeah we may only make seventy thousand a year to provide ourselves, that's fine then take the time needed where you can be better. And if, you know, spend that time with your family because no one wants to see 15% of small businesses go broke in the next six months. And, um, you know, we do, we, we have a big business so we can, we can have a better life for ourselves. But, um, you know, putting 100 hours in a week and then earning less than what you can get out in the market, uh, being an employee, it's just not worth it. So have, I think, yeah, work-life balance is that definitely uh, the biggest thing that I would tell any business owner today. So Arif, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, um, what would you say would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, I think they can look me up on LinkedIn. All my contact details are, are on there. Um, it's Arif Memis. Um, and if you jump on, yeah, you can, there's my phone number, there's my email. There's not, nothing to hide. So uh, feel free to reach out and happy to have as many conversations as possible. And if I can help any business owners out there uh, with one word uh, or a couple of things of advice that could help them change their course, um, I'm happy to do so. Yeah, nice. That's very kind of you. And and, and I think I think this – I just can't wait to see what you do next, Arif, to be honest with you, because I feel like um, you've – I think you've achieved a lot, so much, and I feel that you've learned from this experience and I feel like the next thing you jump into – is, is going to be massive, whether it's a career or whether it's another business, whatever that may be. Um, I have a feeling it's going to have a massive impact on the world. I really do. Um, or at least Brisbane, you know. I appreciate that. I'll have to jump, jump, jump on in a, in a year's time or two years time. We can, uh, we can talk about it. Hopefully. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, and also lastly, I like to finish all my episodes off with a dad joke as well. Um, so this is actually one of my favorite recent ones, but why did the Apple watch lose the fight to the grandfather clock? I don't know. It's cause the clock had hands. <laughs> oh, I love it. Michael. Thank you, mate. <laughs> it's pretty good. No, it's a pleasure. It's a, uh, do you have any dad jokes you wanted to share? I didn't prep you for this, but, uh, I, I don't off the top of my head. I've, I've got okay, one, but right. it's it's probably um, a bit R rated, so we don't know who's listening. So I won't I won't uh, okay. say. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll just wait for the recording to stop, and then you can <laughs> you can tell. But no, but thank you so much for your time, Arif. Honestly, I appreciate it so much, mate. It's um it's been an eye opener, and it was again, in my opinion, you know, the other side of the story, and something that we can all learn from. Um, and I think a few people will have a listen and share it with their friends and family. 
Thank, thank you, Michael. I appreciate you having me on and giving me the opportunity to share my side. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.